Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Nathan. With me tonight, I have Justin. Present. Jordan. Hey. Emily. Hello. And Nicole. Hey there. We are a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. We play a homebrew campaign, and uh, we have a lot of fun. At the end of every episode, we name a village idiot, and last week's village idiot was... Nicole. (laughs) Her face was like, is it me? I forgot. Yeah, wasn't it twice that I... Yes, twice in a row. This time was for... um, (laughs) What isn't it for? (laughs) Well, this this particular instance was for antagonizing a madman. Specifically, you touched this madman's dagger, and... uh, you wouldn't give it back, and so he's upset about that. And uh, did you know what? Maybe you can tell it better. What happened last time? <laughs> so we um, stumbled upon this like series of rooms with jade stuff, and we had seen the guy in the skeleton costume, and or realized that it was a guy in a costume, and that he was cray cray. So we went looking through all these other tunnels that we had found. That we hadn't gone through yet, and we found his like room. I'm gonna call it his like rooms that, uh, and he had like books and all this sort of stuff. And we found was it a like an amulet or a pendant or something? Like, I forget what it was. Yes, it was an amulet. Yeah, and Safina took it and put it on because we thought maybe that this amulet was what was causing him to be crazy. Because it was like hearing voices that we, we read it in a book that he was or his like journal or diary or something that he was hearing voices. Well, also, I did the spell that told me that it was a two way radio ish thing. Yeah, 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 that thing. I knew there was something important that he was hearing voices, whatever. And so then we went to go investigate some more in the other jade room with the sarcophagus and because it was empty and we were freaked out about that. And we found another hidden room that had these like jewel things and we were like trying to figure out this puzzle and i felt like all of us were the village idiot during that entire thing because i was just sitting back watching all you dummies try to figure out which thing goes in which pedestal and it was hilarious it felt like i was in a a zelda dungeon and then he like popped up out of the sarcophagi and was like "Woo, spooky (laughs) (laughs) and he was just fucking with us and then finally we went back to that other room where we found him in with the throne and he had a dagger and i took it from him and i wouldn't give it back and then he was like okay fuck you and decided to cast inflict wounds on me and that's where we left off and i'm about to die (laughs) that's correct uh wait no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wait i'm not gonna die okay well, well we don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> so before we get into the episode tonight let's do a little bit of a reminder for everyone uh we have uh justin is playing safina or saf the halfling artificer jordan is playing agamir the half orc rogue emily is playing drew drusilla the eladrin cleric of the grave domain and nicole is playing scar the tiefling fighter so before we again before we get into the episode i have a little surprise for the cast members here we are playing on roll 20 right now and we've played on roll 20 before and we've always had issues finding our own minis so i thought i might 
make you all your own minis. Oh, based on the characters. I'm touched. Squee. So we can see. They do look good. Yeah, so we can see Scar die in all of her glory. Thanks, guys. Man, it's really going to suck making another one of these. Um, So do real good on your death saves, I guess. Um, I guess. Well, I mean, the other guy didn't get death saves, so I'm fucked. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Hopefully two pricks rolls a one. (laughs) Anywho, let's... um, Let's start this. Everyone roll for initiative, please. All right. 16. 12. 11. 13. All right. First, we're going to have two pricks is going to take his turn. Uh, He is going to cast Inflict Wounds on Scar. Shit. He is successful. Fuck. How do you know? Well, I have your AC right here in front of me. Oh, yeah, you do. (laughs) And, you know... uh, a 19 definitely beats a 16. Fuck me. So Scar is going to take some damage. Oh. Two pricks grabs Scar by the, the wrist, the wrist that is holding the dagger, and he casts Inflict Wounds. I can't stop this anyway. Uh, no. Damn it. And a sickly green <laughs> energy courses through his hand and down into Scar's arm, and it goes all over her body. Uh, you see her normally orangey sunset skin turn a sickly black. And no. <laughs> Scar succumbs to the agony, agonizing pain and crumples to the ground. <laughs> Scar, you're going to need to start making death saves for me on your turn, please. Oh, what the heck, Nathan? <laughs> <laughs> I spent two months on this character. Well, that's one way to kick off an episode. Next, we're going to have Agamir. It's your turn. Well, um, after witnessing not just one, but two of the by the people that I started the day with <laughs> crumple to the ground from this whatever the heck spell is, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to rush up right next to where Scar was and, I guess, diagonal to two bricks. And um, I'm just going to attack with my main weapon. Okay, let's see what you got. All right. Um, so, will a 15 hit? That will, in fact, hit. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> All right. And so, because... Let me see. I don't, know if, I don't know if I had advantage on this at all. I probably didn't. If Scar was upright, I believe you would have gotten advantage. However... Being incapacitated. Mm-hmm. She does not. Okay, no worries. So I will. Um, all right, I'm going to roll a d8 plus two. I believe in you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's going to be a total of six damage. Okay. You are attacking with your rapier longsword? With my rapier. Mm-hmm. Okay. You attack him with your rapier after he's cast his magic on Scar. You. Lance out with your rapier and get a good stab on him. You get him in the in the shoulder. One of the hits that Anigo Montoya makes on uh, the six-fingered man. <laughs> nice, okay. Very good. You hurt my friend, you son of a bitch. <laughs> nope. He lets out a yelp in pain. Next is going to be Scar. Please roll me a death saving throw, please. 
That's a, I just a 20 and I have to get above a certain thing. If you get a above a 10, you will have a success and you'll be one step closer stabilized. If you get below a 10, you will, or 10 or below, you will be one step closer to failing. Three failures and you're dead dead. Or if you roll a one, you're dead dead. And then if you roll a nat 20, you are automatically stabilized. Oh, dear God, don't fail me nowadays. Don't crit yourself. (laughs) 17! (laughs) Okay, you are one step closer to stable. Yay! Yay! I get to circle success. Yeah. Next is going to be Drew. Yay! I know what I'm going to (laughs) do. Same thing that this mother did on me. Actually, I'm going to do a little spell called Spare the Dying. Um, Drew rushes forward and puts her hands on either sides of Scar's face, and she kind of starts to glow a little bit. Drew is attempting to use Spare the Dying, which is you touch the living creature that has zero hit points, the creature becomes stable, the spell has no effect on undead or constructs. That's my bitch! So she doesn't have to make any death saving throws anymore. She yes! Lies. Okay, Scar, you are stabilized. You are yes! still un- You are still unconscious until you gain hit points. How do I do that? <laughs> Drew, is that something you can help out with? <laughs> Let's see. You wouldn't be able to do yes, it right it now, is. but... I wouldn't be able to do it right now, but yes, it is. Oh my god, you're so pretty. <laughs> I have Cure Wounds. Does that help? Ah, uh, that will help. It does. That's what I was going to use. Cure Wounds. Uh, so, Drew, is that your turn? Yep, that's my turn. Oh, I, I stopped Scar so from dying. Yay. Excellent. Sap, it is your turn now. <laughs> okay, I am going to... I am going to back... I'm like 20 feet away from him right now, right? So... Yes. You're about 20 feet from the throne. I'm going to back up exactly another 20 feet so that I'm in the doorway-ish. And I'm going to shoot him from this distance with my thunder cannon. Excellent. Let's see what you got. Are the the people in the way? No, it's fine. (laughs) He's kind of raised up on the throne. Ah. And I'm on the floor dying. Yes. (laughs) Not dying anymore, and she's probably on the floor with me. I imagine she would have crouched down, yeah. Yeah. I was crouched down and kind of, I'm like, I had her face in my hand. So yeah, I was crouched down. Yeah, and I'm off to the side, so. Okay. All right. Well, I rolled an unnatural 20. Okay. That's going to hit. Okay. Let's see. 2d6. Seven damage. Excellent. So the thunder cannon shot strikes Tuprix square in the chest. And he lets out another wail, and it looks like he's got rage in his eyes, and he's looking at you. And as he's looking at you, he notices that you've got a little something of his. <gasps> Run! <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's going to take us to Tuprix's turn. Uh-oh. Oh man, it goes so much faster when there's only a few of you. Us. Yes. I know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. So, let's see. What Mr. Tuprix will do. Please don't do anything. <laughs> this guy's cray cray. <laughs> Certifiable. Yes. So, Tuprix is going to try casting command on Saf. He speaks a one word command to a creature he can see within range. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. So, please make a, a wisdom saving throw for me. Rutro, that's uh, not good. And he is uh, he is commanding you to approach. Oh, he's going to touch you now and, and cast Inflict Wounds if you don't save. 
So I just need to hit a DC. So that's a D20 plus my wisdom modifier. Plus your wisdom saving modifier. Okay. Uh, no. I rolled an 11. Plus what? That's plus everything. That's everything. Yeah. Well, lucky for you, <gasps> meet it, you beat it. What? Oh, my so God. So you, uh, you succeed. He tells you to approach. He outstretches his hand. And for a second, you think about it. And then you say, no, I better <laughs> not. Better not. I stick out my finger and I go, no, 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 no. What do we say to two pricks? Not today. Not today. <laughs> okay, that's going to bring us back to the top of the round with Agamir. All right. Um, still kind of, uh, still kind of on the warpath. I'm just, I'm just going to take another strike at him. Stab, stab. Yeah. All right. Um, um, will a thirteen hit? That will hit. Ooh. Okay. All right. Let's see. For some reason, his uh, mummy slash skeleton makeup does not um, <laughs> offer a lot of resistance to stab wounds. Gotcha, yeah. The, okay, well, the, it's still the rapier, and it'll be um, nine damage. Okay. Agamir, what does it look like when you slay two pricks? What? Oh, yes! Woohoo! Thank um, God. Well, basically, I, yeah, after seeing him attempt to command staff, I just, I finally just, I bring the rapier down and just right on top of his head and it just kind of embeds a couple inches in and he just kind of crumbles to his knees and I pull the pull it out and he kind of falls over and twitching stab stab rip in peace yeah all right that's uh no fuck that guy yeah he yeah two bricks falls to the ground and he is uh dead 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 good (laughs) good good (laughs) little fucker yeah so what would you all like to do now? You have a dead madman. You've got a... Half-dead tiefling. <laughs> yeah. A downed frenemy. <laughs> frenemy? Is he, like, dead or is he just, um... Oh, no, I was saying Scar, since, you know... Oh. You're on the run from the Copper Mantles and you just helped the Copper Mantle, so... Frenemy. Oh, my frenemy. <laughs> <laughs> We've been through so much so far. <laughs> I know, and you just saved my life, so... <sighs> you know... It happens. So I feel like we need to rest because I need some hit points. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I'm, I don't know. I feel like we've explored everything here. Unless we, we find something on his body that points us in the right direction. I was going to say, have we checked his body? I would have said that, but I'm unconscious. <laughs> All right. Who wants to do it? I guess Jordan's our rogue. Yeah. I'll go ahead and check his body, like loot his body and see what's going on there. Do I need to roll anything for that, Nate? Investigation, I think? Sure. Roll me an investigation, please. All right. Our favorite roll. <laughs> favorite roll ever. That'll be a 21. Oh. Okay. You search through his robes and his effects that he has on his person, and you find a secret pocket stitched into like the breast area of his robe when you... Rip open the seam, you find a folded bit of parchment in it. Nice. Okay. Um, I pull out the parchment and read it. Okay. The parchment uh, appears to be some sort of spell. So 
It looks like there are, you know, some arcane glyphs and there are instructions for a uh, returning spell. Something to move objects from one place to another if they're, you know, placed upon it. It looks like a low-grade teleportation type thing. Interesting. Okay. And you see a note scrawled onto the bottom. It says, don't forget to put the gems back. (laughs) Oh my god, the gems are still there. They're still a thing. We could still get it. I could get my sapphire. <laughs> okay, so I'm reading this. Can I? Can Agamir really tell that it's a spell that it's like about teleportation? Agamir would. You would have some knowledge of basic magic from your training at the academy, just enough to get you by. So yeah, you would. You'd know generally it's is some sort of teleport. Sure. Okay. You know, you, you, you took that um, that arcane mysteries class and you were like, when am I ever going to use this? <laughs> it's now. <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, all right. As I read through that, I don't know. I'm, I pocket it for a second and I'm just going to check on Scar and see how she's doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm unconscious. Okay. So you have not told the others about this parchment? I have not. Can I use cure wounds on Scar? Yes, you <laughs> Considering can. Considering she's unconscious? Okay. <laughs> I do that. One second, let me see how much it gives you. Uh, let me see. Cure wounds. It says, a creature you touch regains a number of hit points equal to 1d8 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. Roll that dice, baby. What does it say? Spellcasting ability modifier? Correct. That's my spell attack bonus, right? No. no it would be the- it's not. It's not. Your wisdom. It's modifier. my wisdom. Yep. I got there eventually. <laughs> I need to get there first so I sound smart. I get seven hit points. You got seven hit points. Yay. It's almost all your hit points. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm up and at them, guys. What'd I miss? Did I get him? Did we get him? We, we, we got him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did I get him? Stupid fucker. So. <laughs> When Scar is stabilized, she you notice that she still had that black mark on her arm, but it looks like it's gotten a little better. Now that she has been healed a little bit, it is still staying there, so it looks like she may have a some sort of necrotic scar on her arm now. Well, I mean my name is Scar, so <laughs> it's kind of the it's kind of the shape of the hand that inflicted the wound. Oh. oh, I was just about to say a Game of Thrones spoiler, but I'm not going to. Never mind. You guys understand what I'm talking about now. Mm-hmm. Y'all know. Name Shut up, Emily Nicole. Yep. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> anyway, um, so hey, did we? Uh, so hey, <laughs> did we check this guy for uh, for anything on his persons? I'm a copper mantle. That's like the first thing I would do. Yeah, Agamir did, didn't he? Um, didn't you? What'd you find? I took a look and I and I look at Scar and I go, uh, I don't know. Can I just? I'll, I'll just hand it over to Scar and have her take a look at it. You don't have to if you don't want to. I'm not gonna. Per- I'm not gonna pressure you because I don't know any of this. Okay, it'll be a <laughs> sleight of hand. <laughs> you don't want everyone else to know that you're handing her this piece of paper. Not really. Oh, oh, I like this. I'm in on a secret. Drew and Saf, please roll me a perception. Oh, shit. Drew's got mega high perception. And Agamir, please roll me a sleight of hand. Okay. So I'm rolling a perception. Mm-hmm. 
Isn't her perception, like, mega high? I got an 18. No, you didn't. <laughs> I believe you relax. 17 total. 17, okay. Mine was, my sleight of hand was 12, so. Okay. You try and be sly about it, but uh, Saf and Drew kind of look at you and look you dead in the eyes, and you're like... What's that? What are you doing? What? All right. What you got there? <laughs> bluff so him, I- bluff him. You almost, you almost drop it on the ground, and you deftly pick it back up and hand it to Scar. I promise I'm a rogue. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so Seth runs up to Agamir and uh, kind of looks him in the from her four foot eye level. She kind of looks at him up in the face and she goes, "What's that?" <laughs> <laughs> and you want yeah. us to think that you're not a child? <laughs> I kind of turn and look at her. I'm like, honestly, not sure. But I guess we're going to find out. And then I, I turn to Scar and I'm like, what do you make of it? Oh, okay. So we're, we weren't going to bluff them. All right. No. Uh, so wait, I don't actually have to tell them yet. I can read it myself, right? Uh, you can read it. You might not know a whole lot about it. All right. So I'm going to read it. But can I cast uh, can I do like a history check or something? Uh, you can do an arcana or a history. Sure. That's my modifier. Intelligence. Do I have an intelligence monitor? I do. That would be a 12. <laughs> okay. You look at this paper and it kind of confuses you a little bit. Of course it does. But you're, you kind of think that it has something to do with finding misplaced objects. <laughs> so, hey guys, uh, this is basically just a paper, piece of paper telling us that where we can possibly find misplaced objects or something like that. So it says something about gems, so maybe we can get those gems back that y'all were freaking out about. Saf's eyes light up. (laughs) (laughs) I would assume she would just turn and haul ass back to that room. Yeah, right. I don't know, uh, I don't know much about these things, so, uh, Drew, you've done a lot of book learning. I'm gonna go out on a limb and trust you with this information. I have no idea if it's sensitive or not. <laughs> okay. That's classified. I'm going to hand you the paper. I take it. <laughs> I don't know what else I could glean from this information. Um, I look at it and I say, uh, I mean, I guess after studying it, I'm like, all right, I'm assuming this was about those gems. And when you put them somewhere, this is a spell that puts them back where they came from. Huh. So we should probably go check the room for the gems. Sure. And then I take the spell and I tuck it in my pocket, so I got it. Let's go, and Saf starts running. Agamir kind of follows suit and starts following the people that are walking towards the gems, because at this point, he just doesn't know what to make of anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm lost, man. This is not my area. Are they back? Yeah, the gems, you go back to this room, and the gems have been returned to their alcoves. Ah, Safina's freaking out. Saf grabs a sapphire and starts, like, uh... My precious. Yeah, she starts my preciousing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then uh, and then she turns to Agamir and goes, Hey, these are valuable, right? You could probably buy a ship with one of these. Agamir's lights cut, eyes kind of light up and I just go and I grab the red one and I'm like, You know what? I'm going to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I really still I want... about it. Yeah, I definitely still don't want anything to do with these things. So I grab the green one too. the hand was the blue one the heart was the red one and the brain was the green one so i've got the heart and the brain heart and the brain 
<laughs> Gross. So, yeah, you all have those. And what would y'all like to do now? You didn't find anything else on two pricks. You've Your mission was to come down here and investigate talk of undead or rumors of undead. So it looks like we found it. I feel like we pretty much figured out that it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. That it was just some crazy dude setting up booby traps. Yeah. I can be just ready to just, just be done with today. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else we can find from this dungeon. So I say we leave. Yeah. Okay. So you all, where are you all heading? Are you heading back to uh, Drew's Heidi Hall or uh, you going all the way up? Go to the street level. You want to get a drink? Hey, guys, you want to go to a tavern? (laughs) (laughs) You know where we haven't been yet? A tavern. Five episodes in, we have yet to go to a tavern. You know, I'll I'll allow it. (laughs) Give me your turn and and says, after all this, I I could really go for a drink. Does anyone feel like like going to the tavern? I'm in. Totally in. Drew, like, puts her uh, hood up and pulls her sleeves down, and she's like, yeah, I need to get out of this. <laughs> we could stop by your uh, your your place and take anything you no, need. No, I mean, like, I need to get out of the catacombs. Let's go. Yeah. I was covering up my skin. <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, Safina, do you have anything that you could, like, cover yourself with so, like, any other copper men will see me and don't think I'm, like, just associating with a, a runaway? You could just say you're taking me in. That I'm your captive. Why would I stop in a tavern and have a drink with you? <laughs> You're a cop. You got thirsty. It happens. <laughs> I feel like taverns are copper mantles like donut places. I find like a hat and I give it to Safina to put her hair up in. So it's not as obvious. That'll work. Is it a fancy hat? It's a fancy hat. Oh, I love fancy hats. <laughs> okay. Welcome to our 5th edition D&D fashion podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, Scar, you remember that you were supposed to actually meet up with your contact from the 4th Fellows Precinct that sent you on this mission. I was? Yes, uh, at a tavern that happens to be nearby. Well then, isn't that a good coincidence? Okay, yeah, so I'm supposed to meet up with the person that uh, gave me the job to go down to the catacombs and find uh, out information. So what we should do is you guys should like just like kind of walk in casually like y'all don't know me. And then I'll join y'all later because I don't want my contact to see you and potentially recognize the two of you, meaning Drew and Safina. Well, here's what you do is you go in first and then you start talking to him and then. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then we walk in afterwards. I know. That's what I'm saying. You just pretend like you don't know me. Distract him. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Works for me. All right. So you all head up to street level and you meander your way through the streets of Ilar's birth. It's about dusk now. So you, you know, if there was very few people out before, there are. Uh, Even fewer people out now as night begins to fall. But you make your way over to the the tavern that Scar was instructed to go to. It is called the Belvedere, and it is a rooftop tavern. Fancy. Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Doesn't the contact know Agamir, too? Because he was... Oh, or we picked him up on the way, so they don't know Agamir. That's correct. Okay, never mind. Just making sure. Yeah. So you... 
finds the Belvedere. It is a rooftop tavern. It's in a pretty nice part of Ilar's birth. And it is sitting there in front of you, welcoming, inviting. You hear the sounds of music coming from inside and, you know, general tavern chatter. It seems to be a pretty busy place. Sounds like a hipster bar. Uh, So we're going to go... I'm going to go in. You guys, like, you know, count to, like, 15 and then follow in after me. This is very important. Is there a live band? <laughs> uh, it seems like there's a live bard inside. Nice. Ugh. Drew turns around to leave. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's open mic night. <laughs> Don't leave. That's Just the worst. ignore it. <laughs> Drew is very unhappy, hates live music. It's the worst. Very much like Emily. Seth loves the live music. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go get a drink. We'll be fine. We've had we've been through a lot. I'll meet up with you guys as soon as I get up with my contact. Drew looks at the bard and she's like, that's okay. I can take care of this myself and walks into the tavern without saying another word. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I... After Scar has entered, I walk up to the far end of the counter and I order a drink. I'll go with Agamir and order a drink as well. Okie doke. So we've got Drew is heading over to the bard. Scar is heading to find her contact. And Agamir and Sap are going to get a drink. So splitting the party. Um, I'm going to the bar to get a drink, but I'm getting two drinks. Okay, uh, let's let's handle all the people going up to the bar first. So you go up to the bar, and there is an elderly dwarven woman barkeep, and she looks at you all and says, "Hello, what can I get for you all? Food, drink, ale, wine—we have it all." I'll take a flagon of your finest ale. Ah, yes, of course. That'll be three copper. All right. I push the copper across the table. Okay. And for you, dearies? What? Uh, I, Sorry. Go ahead. No, you go first. And for, for you, dearies? Don't be shy. Come on. What do you have? You can be the dearie first. Side note, what is the D&D equivalent of whiskey? <laughs> uh, fire water, I guess they'd call it. <laughs> Uh, she props herself up onto the bar with her arms, and she goes, A fire water, please. Excellent, and can I see some ID? I knew it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. She doesn't say that. There's no ID in D&D. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, she slides across a, uh, a fire whiskey in a small clay cup to you. Excellent. And, and, and for you? Milady, I point at the bard who's currently singing, and I'm like, you know, he's doing such a great job. I'd love to buy him a drink. What's his favorite drink? <laughs> oh, he usually goes for uh, a nice wine. All right, I'll take two of those. Okay, she pulls out a, a bottle of dark wine and pours two cups full of it and slides them both over to you. It gives off a the very fruity, kind of berry smell. Bouquet. <laughs> yes. Nice. The tannins are just so good. 
I slide one of them to like the seat that's going to be mine. And I pick up the other one and I turn around to walk towards the bard with it. Okay. As I'm walking across the floor, um, I want to roll a sleight of hand. Knew she was going to poison um, this motherfucker. I've got some vials that I've got in my pocket, and I'm going to take one of those and pour it into the drink. <laughs> yep. It's not going to kill him, but it is going to make him very sleepy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't understand how much she hates live music. I guess that you go to you like concerts, right? But this is it's different if it's surprise like a- live music is the worst thing in the entire world. Like if you're just going out to have a good time with friends and you walk into like a pub or a bar and you just you hear the blaring live music that you were not expecting, <laughs> that is awful. And you immediately go somewhere else. But I'll tell you what's worse. When you're sitting there and you're enjoying your meal with your friends, talking, having a good time, enjoying your life. And then you just see like an amp go by and then you see like a guitar Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, God, it's a folk band. And then you see, like, a woman come in wearing 400 kinds of tassels. And you're like, oh, dear God. And then you have to, like, l- like get your check and leave the bar immediately. Literally yeah. happened to us when we went to visit them in Georgia before they moved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Literally happened to us. And I was like, this is – I hate it. I want to leave now. She was I rolled out. a 21 for sleight of hand. Oh, God. <laughs> He's going to be very sleepy. Okay. You – yeah, you – no one sees you do this. Um, you are very, very sly about it. So you go up to the... Oh, also, um, for the fire whiskey, it was five copper. Or, sorry, the fire water was five copper. And the two uh, wines were three copper apiece, so six copper total. Yeah, it's D&D, not okay. Harry Potter. <laughs> How much uh, gold do we start off with, by the way? I don't know. However much you've got. You didn't calculate that? According to your character, when you build it, it tells you. Oh, okay. Yeah, mine has got Justin spent so much time crafting his family tree (laughs) that he forgot to give himself gold. (laughs) Well, Safina comes from a rich family, so I imagine she stole a little bit before she uh, disappeared. That makes sense. Um, But yeah. So I walk up to the bard with the wine, and I'm just like... Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Nathan! Emily. What else do you want to know? Do you want to explain to us exactly how much money these drinks cost and the kind of mug that they're put in? No, no, no. As much as I would love to, um, no. I need to paint you a picture as to what this bard is doing. So it is a, a human bard. You are looking at him. He's got uh, his hat on the the table next to him and he is playing a hurdy-gurdy. And for those of you who don't know what a hurdy-gurdy is, I'm going to enlighten you. So please, all cast members, please be quiet so I can unplug my headphones and let the listeners hear a hurdy-gurdy.
So yeah, that's a that's a hurdy gurdy. That's a little taste for you. It's basically a medieval rave machine. <laughs> so apparently, the Belvedere is some sort of club. So yeah, you walk okay. up to this guy. He's playing the hurdy gurdy. Well, I wait in between songs, so he's done or taking a break for a second. Yeah, he he finishes his weird, trembling, medieval dance music. <laughs> yeah, um, and I walk up. And I'm just like, I like do like that fake like clap thing that you do when you walk up to somebody who hasn't done something very well. And you're like, that was so good. Like, it's very weird. Oh, thanks. What's a place like you doing in a girl like this? He says. Uh, uh, <coughs> Drew. So loud. Uh, I, I like take a, a big deep breath to stop my uh, gag reflex. And then... <laughs> I hand him the glass of wine and I'm like, you look thirsty. And the bartender told me that this is your favorite drink. Oh, thank you, milady. And he uh, flips his hat back onto his head and you can see now that it's a fedora. Um, God. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, milady, I hate you so much. She really wanted to uh, kill this guy now. Yeah, he's got a blonde hair too and now that you're closer you can see what? that um he's got <laughs> a soul patch what do you got against blonde he has a soul patch uh, <laughs> it had to be blonde hair because you couldn't see it from far away but anyway uh yeah so this is this is the bard he says oh well thank you milady and he uh takes a big old swig of that wine and he says so why don't you come back to my room he stops Kind of gets a little bleary eyed. <laughs> Come back to my room. <laughs> and all of a sudden, why don't you come back? And he falls and he's asleep. Thank God. That was I kick him while he's asleep. He breaks his hurdy gurdy as he falls. Oh. <laughs> oh no. That looked expensive. Someone want to help this guy? Drew just smiles and walks back to the bar very calmly and sits down and starts sipping and starts sipping her wine. Excellent. Uh, there are a few gasps from the uh, the crowd, a few claps as if other people also <laughs> didn't want to hear him, and you hear the barkeep call for the the bouncers to collect him and get him out. <laughs> so Uh-oh. he'll never get a gig here again. I just sit down and like quietly I'm just looking straight ahead like not even acknowledging that anything happened. So I just ruined this man's career. (laughs) I just ruined this man's whole career. That was his rent money right there. So that was uh, what was happening at the bar. Let's go over to Scar and her contact. So you you head up to the the second level of the roof of the rooftop bar is actually a, a two story bar. So you go up to the rooftop and you find your contact, another copper mantle. It is Hadrian Morno. And he's sitting, sipping on some sort of uh, a drink from a cup. You said Hadrian? Hadrian. 
Yo, Hadrian. <laughs> <laughs> Scar, it's great to see you. How you doing? I'm good. What's up, man? Just, you know. Not <laughs> hanging out. Not much. Where's uh where's Urzek? Thought you two were on this on this mission together. Yeah, so I kind of lost him. You, um, you lost an eight foot tall silver dragonborn? Well we, we How'd got, you do that? Well, we got split up when we were looking for what we were looking for. And I haven't seen him. And I looked everywhere. But like, if you've been down in those catacombs, like you'll understand that place is a labyrinth, man. And like, oh. I cannot tell you how many times I got lost myself. Oh, you got lost in the catacombs. I get you. Man. Well. Yeah. So I'm hoping he turns up at some point. Yeah, he should. Well, I mean... He knows that we were supposed to meet here, so I'll hang out here for a few more days and see if he turns up. So. Yeah, I hope he's okay. I mean, genuinely, I, I don't, you know, I have no idea what happened. Please roll me a deception. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he's okay. 21. Okay, man. That's so unlike him, man. But, you know, well, did you find anything? Well, yeah, so that's what ended up happening was when we went down there, there were no undead, not real ones anyway. What we encountered were a bunch of booby traps and some really crazy guy dressed up in a skeleton costume. And that's when we got separated because there were all these like tunnels that this guy built. And I don't know what happened to him. I don't even know what happened to the guy. I They could be together for all I know. I looked and looked and looked and looked and they disappeared. All right. Okay. Huh. Well, I don't think that Urzek would run off with that guy. Maybe he ran off ahead with him. Who knows? Oh, well, anyway, I'll uh, stick around here and we'll, you know, we'll find him. I'm sure. We always do, don't we? Yeah, you know, <laughs> old Urzek. You know, the old fourth of fellows, huh? Yeah, right, man? Ugh. Oh, we've had some good times. It has been a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he takes a, a long drink from his cup. He's like, so you want anything to drink? Uh, Yeah, you know, after the last like day and a half down in those dirty old catacombs, getting lost and uh, getting jumped out at by fake skeletons, yeah, I think I could do with something to drink. Okay. He waves over one of the barmaids and he... Holds up two fingers and she goes off and gets some drinks for you and plonks them down. He says, put it on my tab. And she says, okay, walks away. (laughs) Thank you, mate, my friend. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been here for, we we didn't know how long the job would take. So I've been just hanging out here, having a few drinks, you know, always getting that copper discount. So it is nice. It's not bad. I'll tell you that. (laughs) But uh, hey. Uh, let me tell you, we've got another job for you. Interesting. Yeah, okay. we're gonna we're gonna need you to go over to the um to the Grotty Tower, you know, up north here in Ilar's birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know um you know where that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we've got uh shoot, who did we send over there? Ulrich. Yeah, we sent Ulrich over. He's gonna meet you up there. I don't know exactly what the mission is, but all I know is you've got to go meet. Ulrich at the Grotty Tower, and uh, he'll give you more details there. And I'll send Urzek that way, too, once I see him. Okay. So probably something to do with teleportation, since that's where the hub is, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you're going somewhere. I just don't know where. Interesting. Yeah, Mithril Peninsula, I don't know. Maybe you're going down to the the cloistered peaks. Who who knows? You know, they're sending us all over the place these days. I'm not one to turn a job down, so thanks for the heads up. Yeah, no problem. So he uh, takes another drink of his his drink, and it's it's more of that berry wine. You all talk for a while, and is there anything you want to talk to him about? No. Okay. So, yeah, do you all want to meet up back together? So I would like to slyly talk to Agamir. Okay. Okay. I will slyly listen. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Agamir, about that ship. You are looking to get a ship, right? Um... Yeah, I'm hoping to at some point. I, I, you know, it's it's expensive. They're expensive things. I don't know how long it'll take for me to get one, but well, you got two giant gems now. Maybe that'll help. Yeah, I, I need to find a market where I can sell this, or you know, someone that'll be interesting to pay the highest highest price I can find. But I uh, wouldn't even really know where to start. True. Well, we'll find somebody. But have you ever made your way as far as Tor? You know, we would, we would pick up cargo and supplies from one of the outposts on tour and bring them here, um, and sometimes vice versa. Um, I never really got, I hardly ever set foot on the actual continent. Mm-hmm. You would have been going back and forth between the Harbor Coast and Iron Maw on tour. Oh, Iron Maw, okay. Okay, is that anywhere close to Donaldor? It is not. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so, uh, Agamir, I'm looking to try and get over to Tor at some point, specifically Don Muldor, and I pull a small folded-up letter out of my, um, interior pocket on my vest, and I open it up and I say, I'm trying to find someone, and they were last seen on Tor at Don Muldor. Really? Okay. So, if you get a ship, eh? Can you help me out? <laughs> you know, I'm glad you asked. I, uh, like I said, it may be a long time before I own my own ship, but I have, I've been sailing for years. I've really only just recently tried the my hand at, for higher work, so I still have a lot of contacts. I could probably arrange passage to to Don Muldor if if I have enough time and pull enough strings. Okay, let's talk more about this then. At some point soon. Okay. Yeah, no, I'd love to. Is this what? So, is this why you you went uh, on the lamb? Yeah, it's a long story, but um, to shorten it up a little bit, my grandpa disappeared. He was last seen. Um, he sent me. He was on an expedition, and he sent me this letter saying he arrived safely in Donaldor, and I haven't heard from him in about Nate. How many years has it been? 10 years. In about 10 years. Oh, 10 years. Okay. So I'm kind of wondering what happened to him. Okay. So now I'm on an adventure. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry to hear about that, but I, yeah, I'll help in any way that I can, kid. Yay. She claps her hands. At this point, Drew comes back to the table after uh, the bard has been knocked out. Perfect timing. I sit down in the chair backwards like a cool kid and I'm like what are we talking about? (laughs) 
And I kind of turn <laughs> to her and I go, well, you know, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think who I might be able to sell these gems to. I, uh, and actually Nate, would I have any ideas, leads and people that would be, that would merchants that would be, that would purchase gems. You might not know merchants name specifically, but you would know a contact in Ilar's birth that would. Okay. So have I come downstairs at this point or not enough time has passed yet? Not enough time has passed quite yet. I want to be in the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, Drew, that was a nice job <laughs> drugging that guy. You didn't know that she did that. <laughs> I look and I, I give this face like I'm so offended that you just said that. <laughs> and I look over at where the guy was and I look back and I'm like, uh, just because someone can't hold their liquor doesn't mean they were poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say poisoned. <laughs> Please roll me a deception versus insight. <laughs> <laughs> 17. You said insight? Yes. Oh, (laughs) I rolled an (laughs) 8. You wholeheartedly believe Drew and that that guy was just way too drunk. (laughs) Which is totally believable, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. You have to be drunk to hold up an instrument like that. Jesus, that sounded terrible. Yes, it did. He was a typical club bro. (laughs) (laughs) Club bro. So at this point, Scar uh, comes down the stairs and finds you all at your table. Hey, guys. So talk to my contact. Everything's cool. He believes me that uh, Urzek went missing. And that we, I mean, he believes me that we didn't discover anything down in the catacombs because we didn't. So you're welcome, the two of you. I'm looking at uh, Drew and Seth. (laughs) And uh, told me I have another job lined up. So, Agamir, if you're interested, we can pay you. We can we can actually pay you this time for this one. <laughs> this time we'll actually pay you. <laughs> Not that you need any money because you're flush with gems. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you not get paid for that last job? <laughs> um, did you not even ask for money? I I don't know if that's been determined. I I, I yeah. I kind of turned sad. I'm like. <laughs> Well, who's saying I'm not getting paid for all the crap that I went through today? Is there? <laughs> no, you are. I'm just saying we're we're gonna be able to finally pay you for everything. Hey, Scar, did you did you ask for the money from that guy? No, we get it when we later from my other guy. Uh huh. Oh my god, I totally should have, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Run back upstairs. <laughs> Anyway, you get the money in advance. Always get the money in advance. Um, so I don't know if you guys are interested because uh, I know you're on the lamb, Saf, and and Drew. You're kind of not wanting to be around the the authorities, but we have this job. Drew kind of real quick pulls her thing a little closer, looks around, and she's like, "Yeah, but I can't really go home, can I?" <laughs> Um, yeah, so the guy said that there's a uh, connection up in the Grotty network where the teleportation hub is. I'm not 100% sure what the job entails, but it means that we're probably going to be traveling somewhere. Probably pretty far from, pretty far from here. Yes. And and fast. I could use to, I could use uh, to get out of town for a little bit here. Yeah. So what I was thinking was maybe if you guys wanted to come with me. 
lay low while I talk to my contact, figure out where we're going and what the job is, and then y'all can come with me on an adventure. <laughs> I say that only because I know that's going to get Saf involved. <laughs> well, her her eyebrow peaks open a little bit. How does an eyebrow peak open? <laughs> her eyebrow... That's terrifying. <laughs> her eyebrow splits right down the middle. <laughs> and winks at me. <laughs> She's so excited. Her eyebrow raises ever so slightly. Winky face. <laughs> and then she turns to Agamir and internally says, he's my way to Tor. She turns to Drew and goes, she can melt people. <laughs> and then she turns to Scar and goes, yeah, I could do something cool. <laughs> I okay. added this party. <laughs> oh, you absolutely do. You saved my life. <laughs> oh, no, I was talking about Saf, but yes, I do. I know I do. Oh, Saf does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So should we, uh, should we hold up somewhere for the night? Yeah, we can probably say something. Before, I, before we get to the Grotty Network or anything like that, because Agamir will... Oh, yeah, we want your merchant... Yeah, I was going to say, did you say Ilarsworth is where my potential contact is? Yeah, you would know at least a few contacts in each of the boroughs. So you know uh, of someone here in Ilarsworth. Okay. Is there still enough time in the current day to go try that, or should we wait till morning? You could probably wait till morning. It was dusk when you all were walking through the streets, and now it's nighttime. Everyone's kind of turned in. Let's get drunk! <laughs> Scar could probably use a rest and some hit points. So, yeah. <laughs> Nicole could use a rest and some hit points. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> so, you all, uh, someone goes up and speaks to the, the innkeep and procures a room or rooms for you all, and you all have got a place to stay the night. One big room, slumber party. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Slumber party. One big room, one big bed. <laughs> yeah. Make a tent. That's weird. <laughs> oh, tent. <laughs> Seth starts clapping her hands. Yeah, Drew's not used to being on the outside. She needs enclosed spaces. <laughs> she goes and you find her just buried under the covers, just like her under the bed. I live here. <laughs> <laughs> so you've all got new quests. You've got new aspirations. Uh, so I think that's, you've got a bed for the night. You've had some drinks. So I think this is a good enough place as any to stop for the night. So uh, let's see. Who do we want to be the village idiot this time? Uh, dang. They're, I, I think the village idiot this time, it's, it's pretty clear. We know who it is. It's me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because I was the madman, two pricks, that decided to go up against four <laughs> well-trained adventurers we're level one. I wouldn't call us well-trained. Also, you named him Two Pricks and didn't understand your own joke. Yeah, I, I named him Two Pricks and didn't realize why that was funny. So, uh, <laughs> I need the entire audience to know that afterwards we were like, <laughs> Two Pricks, after we recorded the whole episode. And he goes, oh, Two Pricks, I get it. And we were like... He's like, that's why you were laughing. He had no idea. Our DM is very pure. I did not say, I usually don't say the NPC names out loud until we're on the podcast. So I didn't realize what it sounded like. It looked cool. T-U-P-R-I-X. Two pricks. It's a cool name. Anyway. Not even when I said it slowly, he still didn't get it. He's no. so pure. It's fine. 
I'm a cinnamon roll. I'm too pure for this world. Nate is lawful good, by the way. Yes. I took a quiz online. I'm lawful good. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. Oh, my God. All right. Though downing one of our party members in the beginning of combat might tell you otherwise. <laughs> can, we, can we pause a second so that we can uh, pour one out? Because the galaxy got a little bit darker today. Yes. We lost we lost Peter Mayhew. Yes. Let's mention. Chewbacca is no longer with us, and it's so freaking sad. It is very sad. By the time everyone hears this, it'll be a few weeks from now, but we're yeah. recording this on the day that we lost the great Peter Mayhew. So, Well, technically two days later, but they released the information today. Oh, well, anyway. but It's uh... freaking sad. It's very fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very sad, indeed. We're all Star Wars fans here. Very sad. In contribution, everyone give your best Wookiee scream, except for me, because I don't really watch Star Wars. But <laughs> And don't blow out your audio. Don't, Nicole. <laughs> Do it. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> that was funnier than I expected it to be. Thank you all. Oh, you're cold. <laughs> yeah so oh, sad it is mm-hmm. so um on that note social media oh i didn't mean to get all depressing i just that was uh, oh, no it's important yeah it's important so uh social media yeah so we're on twitter you can find us at village idiot pod and personally you can find me at nicole the nerdy you can find me at jroma20. You can find me at Neurotic Good. You can find me at Village Idiots DM. And I would be nowhere to be found. Words. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Error 404. Yes. A lot of that. <laughs> Jordan not found. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Jordan? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all. So much for listening in. We love all the support that we've been getting. We recently hit 200 followers on Twitter. That's Yay, awesome. Yeah. We did a little giveaway. Austin and Ryan, they they were Ryan was our 200th follower and Austin was the winner of our rolling to pick a number t-shirt contest. Yeah, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter because around uh, right before we get to our 300th, we're going to do another T-shirt giveaway. Yeah. So make sure you do that. And if you have a second, it would be super cool if you could go give us five stars and a review on iTunes. Yes, it would be. Indeed. Because that would be super helpful. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> and we, you know, love any feedback that we get. We want to make this good for you. Is this good for you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> let us know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah i said it so yeah any feedback that you all have we greatly appreciate it we you know want to make this a lot of fun for everyone players listeners everyone involved so thank you so much for listening and having fun hopefully hearing us play dungeons and dragons so until next time bye Laters. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>